Yes, guys, and welcome back to an episode of Talk Randy with me, Abs. I tapped the mic then, guys. Sorry about that. It's me, Abs. And we've got a special episode, guys. We are with the director of sales. Not just a director of sales. She's a super mom. She's a multi-award winning, nominated plenty of times. It is Jessica Southworth. How are you, Jess? I'm all right. You really just built me up there. Um, but yeah, no, I'm excited. Finally getting the hot seat. In the hot seat. And we're with a special guest as well. I forgot yeah. to mention Carlos. How are Hi, you? Hi, I'm good. Carlos is a bit quiet. But he's excited. He's a footballer, guy, future baller. And what else do you do? Kickboxing? Yeah. See, so kickboxing. So, guys, watch out, Olympic star here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jess, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, where shall I start? Cru way back when. So, Jess. Jess is, Jess, when Jess was 17, she had a baby. So we'll start with baby. Right. Not so, this baby. Not this one. This one. The other one. She's bigger than me. Yeah. She's working. So working there we go. Seat. That's how long ago it was. Um, so, yeah. So I've, originally, I had my eldest, Saffron. So as you mentioned, so 17 when I had Saff. Um, I met Saffron. She's literally a spitting image of you. And she's like business orientated, which is good. 100%. Future UN artist yes, student, student. And this one here as well. <laughs> wow, we've got them all lined yes. up. Um, but yeah, no, as you mentioned, I had a, when I was obviously quite young, so I was 16 when I was pregnant with Saf. Um, I just literally started college. Um, so not long out of college, I did IT, bizarrely. Launched, oh, yeah. this is it. Not that IT people are boring, you look more like, more creative. Yeah. So at the time, my logic was it was the only A that I got in my GCSEs. So I'm just going to roll with it. Um, so enrolled myself on um, a particular IT course. It was very technical. And soon I realised that binary wasn't for me. Oh, yes. But at the same time, I also found out I was expecting. Um, so at the time, it was like the lesser of the two evils. Like, which one do you tell your mum? Do you tell your mum this or do you do this? And you just suck it up. So I had to obviously tell her about Saffron. Um, Which obviously it's a blessing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. At the time, it was very difficult. You know, like looking back, I did put my mum through quite a lot. Um, but you know, as it happens now, everything is fine. But at the time, of course, I couldn't hit her with that and dropping out of yeah. college. So I just had to deal with that. Um, what was it like? The feeling like, obviously, um, being pregnant at such a young age and being pregnant, being a teen mom, it's often overlooked and it's often looked down upon, and people have that yeah. stigma behind you. Were you worried about people's? opinions of you like I'm not really bothered I care what my mum thinks so 32 year old Jess now would be like it is what it is you deal with it you're fine back then I was like terrified um I think I hid it for a good six months didn't really tell any of my close friends when I did you know everyone had their own opinions um probably lost a lot of friends through it really so I think then you realize who, who your friends, friends are, are. Yeah, that goes to show like when you're at your lowest point not saying your lowest point when you need someone and your friend's not there, you get to realise, like, oh, right, now I yeah, know who's there for me. that's it. And it's like you're 17 and you realise that, so it was a little bit, it was a bit of a shock, I think. Because you're, you're still a very, very, very young person, still um, finding your feet, finding yourself, still going through adulthood. Um, and at 17, at such a young age, you get pregnant at 16, and having a baby at 17, it's changed your life. Yeah, 100%. I think at the time, I remember being really frustrated because... There was a whole, um, there was the whole production of Team Mum that came out in America. So the way the the way that Team Mums were stigmatised, it was that they were kind of a bit lazy. There was a bit of drama. There was this. And a house. That's it. And it's like genuinely, like that wasn't. I was faced with a situation and I had to deal with it. So I remember being really angry. I'd left in the, I'd left my first year of college in the April to have Saffron in the June. I came back in September, so she was literally, she was in nursery at six weeks old. Wow. So, you know, 
that's a bit mean. She was doing a seven six shift from being six weeks, but um, so. But I remember going back into college and doing IT. My pass didn't work to get into college. Oh no! My logins didn't work anymore. Do they think you've left? Yeah, and that was it. When I came to try and find out why I couldn't get where I needed to get, the course leader, who was a woman, which shocked me at the time. Um, I just said, well, we didn't expect to see you again. We thought that'd be you. See, that's terrible. And that, obviously, as a young mom, you're still going through a lot of things, still changing, still adapting to a new life. How did that make you feel? Um, it's disappointing, really. The education system has let you down. Yeah, I felt angry and almost like, well, I shouldn't have even bothered then. Should I just go off and do what everyone's expecting get me to do? And and just... Go and get flat, you know, live it, live it easy, or what seems to be easy. But then I remember at the time thinking I'm a little bit stubborn. Now I call it resilience. See, but I love that and resilience. It's, That's it's it. resilient, like you said. And like you said, against all the odds, you're not letting anybody put you down. You're being resilient. You're not struggling. You're saying to people, you know what? No, I'm coming back to have my education. Yeah. Well, I had a baby. It. That doesn't change anything about me. Exactly. I was like, it's not. It's nothing to do with you. I will still show up every day. So that's what I did. Um, finished there after the three years with three distinctions. Oh, wow. Amazing. So I, there was no way I was just passing that. I was proving people wrong. Ace, that's ace, A, 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 A. Uh, in IT, binary. Yeah. Don't ask me about binary, See, binary now. I couldn't tell binary. you. Couldn't tell you. Um, but then I thought, right, well, I've done that, so I'll do uni then. And I was never planning on going to university. Um, but what, I'd found... What made you have that spark? Saying, I actually want to go uni. I think stubborn. I was angry. Resilience. I was like, I'm going to do yeah. it. Everyone's saying I'll never do it because I've got a two-year-old by now. And I thought, I'll just do it differently. And so... how was a two-year-old being then? Terrible two years, which is Chica and time for me. A bit, a bit sassy. You met Saf. Oh, I met Saf. She's been sassy since she, uh, sassy since she was born. Wow. You know, well, but in a good, like but you? in a very yeah. good way. Look, he's nodding. Yeah, he's nodding. He's nodding. And going through that stage, being at two, she's two years old, and you're going to university. Did the university was it always plain sailing, or did you have struggles in between? So I did it a little bit differently. So I, I was lucky enough to find um, a course way back um, with Bolton University that would allow me to do university part-time and then work full-time. So that's how I ended up in hospitality because Hilton took a gamble. Yeah. Um, so Hilton were prepared to pay me and then help fund my university course, which that would never have happened if I hadn't have, if I, I would never have put myself in that situation if I'd have not had saffron. Um, so things happen for a reason. Things happen for a reason. And like you said, you having saffron has been the most blessing for you. You proved a lot of people wrong. You touched upon, you went into hospitality. Did you always want to go into hospitality? Nope. So do you want to talk about that journey? So I thought, honestly, I'm going to do this course. What, I think what it, was the course? So it was just in management. It was just a very, very generic, because again, I didn't really yeah. know what to do. I just knew I didn't, weren't doing IT. There was oh, no way I was doing IT. that. See, IT out the window. <laughs> That's it, it's gone. I'd seen a, I are, you, are you good at Excel now? Uh, I'm all right oh, now. Oh, I see, I can, uh, I'll show you a bit. But um, I even joined up, uh, signed up to the army. Oh, that wow, was, you remember me telling that in the group. So what was that, that like? That's, not with Saffron as well? That was with Saffron. I don't know what I was thinking. And then I remember, no matter how much you're a mum yourself, I needed my mum to get yeah. me out of that. Because you're still young and you're still going through that stage of... I was like, like I'll do this. You're changing. I'll just do everything. And Literally. Was, was your mum supportive with you? She was. I think it took her a long time to kind of come round, but then when I think she realised... I think when she realised I was on a bit of a mission, um, she, she obvious, she's always... She's been my rock. See, the like, thing I know about you, Jess, is like uh, resilience and resilience, resilience. And like you said... You jumped over that hurdle, jumped over that hurdle, jumped over that hurdle. Today, you've been for hospitality for nearly 10 well, years? 
12. 12 years. Now, yeah. See, 12 years, way before you were born. Oh, I. 12 years. And from those 12 years, you've actually faced loads of um, setbacks in life. Like you said, people have proven you wrong. You worked at the best hotels in the world. And and now you're director of sales. So do you want to talk about that journey up to then? Because you went to Hilton, you went to Hotel Football before it was even built. Well, so my, so I, I'd left, so I'd started at Hilton, did the did my university alongside, so that was at the airport. So again, like you say, I got to see a lot of fab places. Busy, busy, busy. So holiday expectations from two kids now is ridiculous because you got to tr- see the world. Um, Where's your favourite holiday destination? Spain. Oh, Spain, Spain. nice. Spain, all right, okay, that's fine. You always like to see Enjoy more. that. Do you know why? I think that's where it, it feels... You're relaxed, aren't you? When you're there, you're relaxed. We get to just relax and chill out, don't we? I know. He said they like going to a, a massive that. place where you're running around. I wasn't expecting him to say that, though. I thought he was so going to say somewhere. I thought he said America, Florida. Yeah. See, we've never been. So of all, so of all the places, we've never gone that side. We've always gone the other side. So, yeah. So that's still on the bucket list, that, isn't it? Um, that's a hint. It sure is. It sure <laughs> is. Tell you. It sure is. Um, so, yeah. So, I so I'd worked at the airport. So, working at an airport was interesting you met loads very of different, different characters. yeah 100% totally different way back when i remember ronaldo signed his united contract in one wow. of our meeting rooms so there we go so that was interesting so you never knew who you were going to come across at the him? airport yeah did you wave at him i mean i probably like got really embarrassed oh. yeah yeah did but didn't you see him in a restaurant once i did see him in a yeah. restaurant i also saw carlos tevez in a restaurant oh right what would you say to him name guys um, yeah, he's calling a little Carlos. Did you say hi to him? Um, I did, and then I I also followed him to his car, and I think he was a bit scared. Oh, no. I just, I just wanted a picture. Did you get a picture in the end? I did. Oh, good. Um, so, I worked, so I worked at the airport, then I decided to take a bit of a change, because by this point now, I was expecting this one. Carlos. So then when I went on maternity... Nine years old? There. Yeah. Nine. Oh, nine, right. That's it. Nearly double digits, aren't you? Yeah. So, Are um, you the favourite? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Saffron sees this, so I I went off on maternity with Carlos and then I was like, is this really what I want to do? Because like you say, I never expected to be in hospitality at all. Was um, Saffron six then? Yes. Yeah. Um, So I never expected to do, I never expected to be there. So I thought, right, this is the point now where I need to sit, reflect. I took a year because I never did it with Saffron, so I took a year out. Um, it's nice to take a year around and relax and just find it. out, find your feet. That's it. I just wanted to kind of Be normal reflect again. on. Yeah, I wanted to like reflect on where I'd got to and not what, normal. What I didn't like yeah, plan. like look back at your whole, like from Saffron to Carlos and look how much you achieved and you thought you know what I've achieved a lot. Yeah. I need to look after myself now and look after my well being. That that was exactly it. So I thought right, I want to do. I want to. I want to do I want to be in education. That's what I thought. I thought that's what I think my strengths are. I think I'd be good at that. Um, so I actually went and did, so maternity, Carlos was like a month or two old and I went off for a week and did a course to be an MVQ assessor. So I remember you telling me what was that like? Yeah, because I, 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 I said, I think you'll be the more, you'll be the more, I think because if you were MQ assessor, MVQ assessor, you'll be more chilled and labour because you know what you were like in school. Yeah, exactly. So I thought, right, I'm going to do that. Then I did my PTOLs to do lifelong learning. So I, I did my teaching qualification. And then I was a bit like, right, okay, so I've ticked that box. That's all right. Still juggling two children. Yeah, so so with the two, so I thought, right, I've done that. Then I sat, started to think about the journey that I'd had with Saffron. So I actually wrote a book. So I wrote a, a bit of a diary of nice. like, and reflecting. Have you shown Saffron that when you were... 
I have. Um, so it's now in a bit of a blog. Oh, um, nice. So during lockdown, I evolved that further and, it's and online. did a website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, what's it called? So it's Behind the Hotelier. Behind the Hotelier. I'll so make sure there's a link in the description. Thank you, Abs. It's all right. Oh, you go, you're good, aren't you? Um, so I, but that's what I did. So on maternity, I, I did. I thought about what my next steps would be. Also did a bit of reflection. But then I just couldn't help myself. And I found myself in another hotel. Hospitality was calling you up. What's that it. hotel football? So this was actually, um, the it was the Thistle on Portland Street. So that is actually where I met Stuart Davis. Who, who is a COO. He is, yes. So that's actually where I met. big stew. Yeah, so he was a general manager at another hotel nearby. So that's how I was introduced by my general manager. So we'd kind of kept in touch. Then Hilton came calling again, offered me an opportunity in Liverpool. So this would have been, um, so this was now as like a more of a commercial role. So it was looking after groups, conference, events. Was oh, that you travelling, still with the troop, still, yep. so did, you, did you accept it? I did. Wow, So amazing. I went and did it, so I thought, a new city, I thought, I've done the airport. Did you, wait, did you live in Liverpool, or just from commuting? So, no, so we stayed in Manchester, we did debate it, this is quite funny, we did debate it, but then I thought, Carlos might have grown up with a bit of a strange Manx Scouse accent. Yeah, we don't want, so. no offense no to Scouse accents. We're, we're yeah, hearing I just from thought, Jamie I'm going to muddy some waters yeah. here, aren't I? So we, we stayed in Manchester. Jamie Carragher did nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You and Jamie. Scouser. You and Jamie and your sandwich. Yeah, you sound like, I can't do it. Can you do a Scouse accent? Kind of. Go on, do one. Do Jamie Carragher. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with the scouse action, but um, that's what I mean. I've already got it in me. Oh, there you oh, go. See, so got it, it planted. Um, so yeah, so I did. So I just used to commute. So that was um, so that kind of got me to a bit of another level, if you like, in in what I was doing. That shows like commitment. Actually, you're commuting from a new city every single day, day in, day out, late nights, presumably, and still two children who are under five, under ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So juggling that and being a super mum, but you having that support around you. What was that support around you like, as well as coming to Liverpool? And what made you move back to Manchester? As in, not me, me get a job in here. So I decided. So whilst I was at Liverpool, um, I did have a, a, a lot of good networks. Obviously, you know, my husband being one of them, my my mum being another your one. Your dad, you see, my your dad's sister, one of them. Yeah, like my sister. All I think they were all very capable of wanting to help. Again, they were in nursery full time as well, so that helps. But I knew that I had a set certain amount of hours in the day that I had to get stuff done. So effectively, I started to really learn about myself. And I'm thinking, if I need to get to nursery for six, I know I've got to do every, for six in, in the evening. Yeah. I know that I've got to make sure everything I've done is four. done by four. And I've got two hour window to get there. Don't get me wrong, one day I was ridiculously late and he was doing food safety hygiene. Oh, wow. With the nursery teachers. He was two. So he wasn't very happy about that. But... I bet you were fuming, yeah. Oh, your face is <laughs> at face. So there were occasions, obviously, where it backfires. But essentially, I was like, you just, I just had to be really organised. Um, so that was Liverpool. But then. You know, during the course of that time, I'd got to nearly four years there, and a certain wow, hotel... four years of commuting, wow. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, it was a lot. I had to, I had to mix it up and do train or car just to. I bet your miles fun. were up the roof. Yeah, they were. It's a lot. What car did you have back then? So I had my Polo. Oh, nice. The, well, it was all right. My first one for a, for you about a down. year. Well, it was on fire. 
It was like it was like smoking on the motorway, and I was like, "Who's that with all the smoke?" And it was me. Oh my day! So I just up? carried on driving to Liverpool, and I left it oh. at the hotel. And I was like, "Guys, I think my car's broke." And they were like, "Hey!" And I tell you something, Volkswagen had the quickest sale ever because I just rang them and was like, "I need a car right now," because I thought I can't do the train. I bought one new one straight away. So literally, straight away, just put a deposit down. They were like, "You've not even seen it." I was like, "I need it." Well, that's so. good. See, see, and you're showing commitment. I just touched upon like. Um, the rolling area thing. Um, I want people to know, like, you you were working class, and you didn't like that define you. And a lot of people have like, say, to be in such a high establishment, you gotta have loads of accolades and everything. But you've worked for it, like you said, um, on your Twitter, you were very very passionate about being working class, and you show your kids that you gotta work for things, and you prove critics wrong, and that's where it led you to hold football. Yeah. Uh, what made you move there? Because I remember you had a story before, and then uh, in the main auditorium last time. What made you go to hotel football? Because you said it wasn't even finished. No. So I, th- I started to see it being built. And I yeah. remember my general manager in Liverpool, who I learned a lot off. I probably learned the most. Did you still speak to him? Yeah. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll get a, I'll get a phone call. Is and I'm like, oh, still? my God, what have I done? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I, I still panic, though, when I see that number. Oh. And I'm like, what have I done? Like, just in case. But he's, he was brilliant. And I learned loads. So he actually said in his... Brilliant Scottish accent. Scottish. He's like, have you seen this? And it was in the Echo, and it was an image of a hotel being built by the class of '92. What it entailed, etc., etc. Et exactly. Goals. And I was like, oh. And I saw it, and I thought, I can't. I like this, and I like, I like what it looks like. I like what they're talking about. You know, all about kind of the experience, everything they'd learnt throughout the footballing careers, and what they would do and I thought I kind of I feel like I want to be part of it you know you just know yeah um so at that time it was in the process of being built I actually had been in touch with Stuart because Stuart, Stuart was actually going there as being the opening general manager so again so you never you, know who you're talking to true. always keep your connection and Stuart as a general Stuart as a general manager not as a COO yes so it, originally he was the yeah. opening general manager so again like I say Four years prior, I didn't know that that's who I'd met in the hotel that I'd been yeah. in. But who, you know, you never know who you might come across. Exactly. So networking is key, guys. You see 100%, this? Hundred percent network. Networking. You so if you meet someone, always remember them. Everyone remember you. <laughs> um. So we. So I'd, I'd had a few conversations, but at the time it wasn't quite right. So the move wasn't quite right pre-opening. Um. So I remember thinking. I need to just kind of hang fire and I need to I need to just assess that this is 100%. To go from, you know, a worldwide chain yeah. to an independent hotel, I was like, I need to make sure I'm making the right move. Because so, it is big daunting, like... It is. Something brand new, no one's ever heard of it before, and you're taking a gamble and a risk on yourself. And although it sounds silly, although I'm from Manchester, the, the kind of the turning point in my career was in Liverpool, so I didn't know anyone in Manchester. Yeah. So... It, that again, that was another reason why I was a bit like, okay, I need to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. So I did hold back a little bit. However, when the hotel opened, I... Um, did you ever know it was a stock it? Yeah. So every away game, we would go for food. And I just wanted to get a feel for it. And I, eventually I was like, I know that this is the right thing to do. I had in the meantime taken another opportunity with another independent property. Um back in Manchester. So I'd started to establish myself a little bit in the market, but ultimately when an opportunity came again, I was you like, I'm in, it. I'm in, I'm in. I think you had 
he had his fourth birthday party there. Wow. In the December, and I started in the January two weeks later. So you go to show like, don't. It's like you, you're stalking if, if it's for you and you took a gamble on yours again. Yeah, it's like it's a big decision, not only for for me, Fin- but for family. like family, like like financially, is it right? Is it this? And like you said, sometimes about resilience and back then you didn't know, but it is resilience. You took the resilience and being at Hotel Football, you grew and grew and grew. And how long did it take you to be where you are today? So I've been there now. So what are we? October. So I've been there now just under six years. Wow. So you're only four. Yeah, that's it. So bizarrely, I started. I started in the January, and in the June, Saffron actually had a tenth birthday party there. In December, he will do the same. So it's like how many years apart? So, but again, I think I had to make sure it was the right reason. I mean, it is. I'm still there six years. To be somewhere nearly six years in my role, it's is, remarkable because I know it's fast paced and it high turnover. Yeah. But like you said, it's in it for the people. And now you're director of sales. Yeah. And from that, you have achieved so much by even bringing on Dave. What was that like? <laughs> Are you a fan of Dave? Uh, you, he has really. to, he has to Saffron is, isn't it? Saffron likes Dave. You have to yeah. put up with him. What was it like <laughs> for you to achieve? Because you achieved so many great things, like literally amazing things. What was that like for you? What was the vision behind you bringing like amazing like guests like Dave on? So I'll say and, one thing that you know taking your opportunities yeah. when you get them. So, you know, way back kind of two, three years ago. I actually messaged him privately on Instagram and I was like, I know you're a United fan. If we can ever do anything, let me know. And he, he, he replied, you know, he didn't have quite as many followers back then, um, but he did reply and he was like, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah. So that's it. But then second, you're networking through the contacts with Manchester United and the relationship that I've built with them. You know, when he'd approached about doing something with them, He'd also then mentioned um, potentially about the hotel over the road. He wasn't quite sure what the message was. He couldn't remember, but he knew something had yeah. been said. And they were like, we know exactly who that is. Jess Southworth. It'll be Jess. So then we was put back in contact. Um, I, I was put back in contact with them. Well, I was just like, this is ridiculous. It's a Sunday afternoon. I'm at my auntie's and I've got Dave's manager on the phone. Um, I mean, it was very busy. Anyone who was in and around the hotel will know how... Um, how many people turned out and I've never busy. seen anything Did you like turn up it. to it? You didn't, did you? No. <laughs> so, and that was amazing. How did you feel as, as accomplishment? That's a massive accomplishment um, for you because you, you, I'm not going to lie, you, your mum was famous. She was front page of the evening news. <laughs> how was that for you? Such a surreal moment. Did you see it? She was the front page. I can't I think believe you, it. He's probably, yeah. he's probably glazed over when I've showed him, to be honest. Front but, page. Um, Weren't you front page? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And the evening news. Did you see it? I saw it on the app. I did yeah. see it on the app. I was a bit, I was, oh, I mean, I was, I was chuffed. I was like, I remember, the all, all the thing is though, I remember on the evening how it was very stressful for our team. Um, but the awareness. Yeah. So like, obviously I was really grateful to the team for, because you know, they had to deal with a lot, but the awareness and the amount of memes that I saw afterwards with Dave in front of Hotel Football and all the various captions and I saw it being shared. You know, him doing a little private set, he pulled out his keyboard. Yeah, I saw that, that. Were you there sorts. as well? Yeah. See, and that's such like, a good environment. And like you said, sorry to interrupt you, he's bringing a new audience to yeah, Hotel Football and you're helping him because he done a tweet and like you said, a couple of years ago, no one knew who he was. That's it. And he only said, now, literally, literally Hotel Football was flooded. Yeah, I think as well to be part of. So on that on that night, he actually found out he'd broken like the streaming records on Spotify for the album. Yeah. So to kind of, I know it doesn't matter if he remembers Jess or whatever, whatever. 
but he'll remember the he'll remember when he found out and yeah. he was actually he was in heaven at hotel football so for me that's that's, that's my job a... done that's like that's that's what it's all about isn't it he'll remember that that memory such a surreal moment like you said all about being nice to people and being rememberable mm. and like we've got a little man here as well not forgetting you you're a footballer as well so you play for fletcher mosque yeah how's that been for you great great <laughs> uh, and what do you enjoy most about being uh, like yeah working uh, going to hotel football Great. <laughs> what do you enjoy most of sweets? Yes. What's your favourite sweets? Um, marshmallows and bubblegum. Oh, bubblegum. Yeah. And you have, have you got your hotel football robe still? Yes. You see, and then you're, you're, you're proud of your mum, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, you like yeah. hotel football. Second home. Second home. And who's, Second your, home. who's the favourite child you are, Saffron? Uh, me. You've oh. got to say a bit of both. Bit of both. That's me. mean. <laughs> me, <laughs> me and Carlos will say him. Just moving on to that, I see like you said you had a family and... We've been through a turbulent year, COVID, yeah. and we've had austerity, we had a lot of cutbacks. And most recently, you done a tweet which said, do you want to read the tweet? Have you still got it? So you done a tweet about saying, basically, there's a tweet happening where Universal Credit has cut £20 a week. And Jess said that £20 a week is going to affect her father. Yeah. So I'd not, I'd not spoken about me, had I? No. I'd said that, I'd, I'd said something along the lines so of... So this is affecting a lot of people, including my father. Yeah. You didn't mention you. I said... Yeah, people like my dad. So, like me and my sister, we um, spend a lot of time looking after him for various reasons. Um, and we have done for a number of years. And I was just trying to get across that something like that affects not only him. You and the family. But obviously us, because me and my sister now need to make sure that we shuffle what we're doing so we can accommodate what he's missing. But then also with him... For, for a dad to have to be worried about or embarrassed to, to have to kind of just ask his daughters for that little bit extra you know obviously your family you do it but I was like people don't realise like the ripple effect so when people started saying things like well you know you shouldn't have your car or your mobile phone or your this and it's like that is not Gary even Neville relevant because Gary video as well about it saying he did and yeah he called, and he called Edwina um, spaghetti bolognese and um, he called Boris. He called Boris forget yeah. bolognese. I did do that for Will Pasadena the other day and I was oh, like gosh, this see? is not bolognese but no bolognese <laughs> and like he Bosh. said from that tweet, you had a lot of people who were negative towards it, yeah. including someone who worked for the well, government. Well, FBI abs. Yeah, so I said... Straight on it. I thought, you know what? If you tweet something, you mean it's... I looked up, I went on Google, I tapped this person's name in, and hold behold, he popped up that he worked at the House of Commons. I was like, in that rich, so I screenshotted and I said, well, funny enough, because it's easier to you, funny that you work for the man who said it. So I tweeted him back saying, funny, you work for the government. Yeah. And then he deleted it. I found it. I found it. I think that was a point when I thought, I've just realised just how much people don't read. Yeah. They see what they want to see because people were then like quote tweeting what I was saying and Googling salaries for sales yeah. directors and telling me what I earn. And I'm like, one, I don't earn that. Two, I'm not even complaining about what I earn. I'm not complaining about me. You're missing the whole point. If you're someone that's got £20, then and you've got nothing else, that £20 is a lot so to £20 you. £20 a week is like, what, £20, £80? Yeah, £80 it adds a week. Up. And like you said, I realised when people were tweeting you, tweeting you, tweeting you, and I thought, this is not this is not right. So I Googled him, like I said. You did. And the person works for the House of Commons, I said, funny enough, you work for the government. Yeah. Um, Tom Asbro, is it Asbro? Asbro, Asbro, yes. sorry, Tom. Tom backed you up as well. And like you said, no one understands what's going on. Um, yeah. And you're very proud of your roots, a work-class girl. Yeah. And like you said, for example, your boss, Gary, he is goes above and beyond for the government. He goes 100%. above and beyond, and he he tackles the government. Yes. And he mentioned like the twenty pound a week is cutting a lot of people. It's affecting a lot of people, and he mentioned like the package that he's giving, like five thousand pound worth of packages. He didn't have to do that. No. 
He's doing it because he knows people are struggling. He knows people are uh, need help. Like for example, when, he, for, when lockdown happened, yeah, he helped the NHS heroes. Exactly. Then he got slated for that as well. Like you can never make people happy, and the people that are slating him are the people in power. Really, I think. Yeah, I think people can get quite ugly, and sometimes I think we. Are, I think for some reason people are trained to only sort of see the negative in things so instead of thinking actually that's a really great initiative it's going to support a lot of people the package you know make it for real for ua92 that is going to open doors to people that probably think uh, people who don't have to worry about a laptop yeah. data all free the blockages yeah. so it's like that's a, that's a positive change in a community which is what is set out to do so why would anyone try to find the negative in it yeah. you just can't please people true and we've on a positive, Jess yes. has been nominated for numerous awards this year. <laughs> when I say numerous, guys, I can't even count on my hands. You've been nominated for the Northern Power Women's Award. Yes, so I've got two for that. Two nominees. You've been nominated for the Manchester Young Talent Awards yes. for sales. Um, yep. yep. And yep, you've been nominated yep. for, I can't even count, I've lost count. So you've been recognised for your work. How did that make you feel? Because I know you don't like, I, don't, I'm just, I know you do like goodness at your own heart, but you've been praised for doing something so good. I think that think that especially after especially after like a really hard two years nearly now yeah it's, it's it made me a little bit emotional I think it did send me over the edge a little bit when I saw them all um I do feel a bit nervous but I feel very honored to even have been nominated shortlisted like you name it like for my name to be there I feel like it's almost it's almost kind of I don't know. I, I think, feel like all of the past 12 years, it's kind of come to a certain point now, and this is potentially the start of another chapter. So during lockdown, that um, I'd mentioned, I mentioned before that when I was on maternity with Carlos, I started a diary. So during lockdown, I started to reflect on that. On that website, going to say it again to everyone. So behind the hotelier. Behind the hotelier, um, I'll be on the link. So I started to piece together things that I do outside of work. Now I'm very grateful to hotel football, to Stuart, to Chris, my general manager, because. It's different in as much as you're not there to be, you know, attached to, to your desk or this or this. Oh, the, fact that, the fact that they can see other opportunities. All I'm doing is talking about the hotel. Some people who are kind of in an in a old mindset would think, well, what's she doing? Because it's not a direct sale. It's not a this. It's nothing to do with hotel football. But the fact that I get to be an ambassador for Girls Out Loud and help a next generation of people. What is Girls Out Loud for those who don't know? So that is, um, so it's a social enterprise that's aimed at girls around the ages of kind of 13 to 16, prime saffron age here. So there's a method to what I'm doing yeah. because it's helping me learn. Because you've seen how you were at that age and exactly. you want to help other young women out and that's say, you know what, it. I can do it, you can do it. That's it. And I remember the support that I had when I was at age. And aside from my family, you know, like we said before, educational setting, it was non-existent. So Girls Out Loud is there to not not necessarily support the sort of underperforming, not necessarily overperforming, but those that are kind of in that middle of the road. So the ones that have got the potential, but they see the attention on one side or the other side and they're kind of left to sort of simmer. Yeah. So Girls Out Loud is there to, to help support young women. Being to Girls Out Loud before with you. So she's not, no. Um, so I did join as an ambassador during lockdown. lockdown. Um, I think so Saffron would be a really great spokesperson and a meet, like personal speaker to other young women out there, other yeah. young girls. You know what, my mum's a teenage mum, and what? Yeah, that's and it. You know, and what, I was a teen mum, and what, I've achieved all this, and you can't say that I've been given this, like, I haven't worked for it, like, not many people get spoon-fed, but you haven't, 
you've worked for this and yeah, like you, you produce like, like you've got two great children like your favorite child here today carlos the carlos <laughs> tevez and of course um saffron and carlos seeing your mum achieve all these things how proud did they make you proud very, yeah, very proud, proud of your mum yeah oh, oh thanks you're not having a mcdonald's i'm joking i'm joking, joking, joking. see your mum <laughs> uh, apart like apart from like just being a uh, director sales like i said you're a mum you're juggling two things like you've got to go football with the little man here yeah and so footy in a bit footy in a bit so you're still doing everything like you can like hotel football have given you that platform yeah and have been one thing i've realized about hotel football and this is this is true like everybody's like a big family you recognize every single guest you got tony in the door who is a joker and you got the other guy in the door i don't know who he's what's he called the youtube webby webby yeah, yeah, yeah. and like they're making sure the door trouble like right come in right upstairs say i sit in you right go upstairs and it's like such a funny environment. And then what's the other guy called that um, texted you last time? And I said, Jess Southwave is the best. Was it Aaron? Yes. yes. And he goes, no, he's not. I go, yes, she is. Oh, I had a laugh. <laughs> and then I said, like, it's a great big family. So what is next for Jess Southwave? Because obviously you're an award winning. Oh, what is next? Um... I think I see you still being, I still see you still being at Hotel Football. Yeah, I think, I, I, I still think there's so much more I can do. Um... I do, I do think I, I still think there's there's a lot that I can I can achieve or that I would like to achieve there. Um, so hotel football hundred percent. Lecturing. Well, this is it. So I've done it a couple of times, as you know, at UA ninety two. So I'm really glad that it's here and we are partners. So that keeps me on my toes a little bit. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I think just I think developing. I, w- I need to. I want to do good. Yeah. So, kind of developing the role with Girls Out Loud, um, with a couple of guys throughout lockdown, we'd set up a network called Be a Good Sport. And what's that about? So that's um, all these positive things. So that's with so there's a guy Maxwell Fenton. He's at Royal Ascot. There's Mark. Not, Lee. The, not the Ross racing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my, I've been to Ross racing. Oh, oh my days. Have you been to Ross? Have you seen? Have you seen <laughs> I've, horse, I've done horse how, racing. How good was it? I enjoy. I enjoy. Oh, I, nice. I, do, I do like it. Um, you got Mark Lee, who's at Principality, which is rugby, and then Tara Fenner. She's at Twickenham, which is again rugby. Um, so the four of us. Um, had put together Be A Good Sport Network. So it started with a LinkedIn article via Maxwell, where he, his aim was to just connect people across sports and events. Because obviously, yeah. you know, everything was LinkedIn taken is away. LinkedIn networking. Well, yeah, brilliant. So that's it. So when you couldn't network, you could, because we did it online. Um, I met you through Twitter and then we met in person a couple it. of months ago for the first time because yeah, it was locked down. That's it. So you're like, you, again, I think over the past, over the lockdown period, I think I've met more people have made more meaningful relationships than you would get, ever get to do because everyone was there ready to everyone was there ready to connect weren't they yeah you know now everyone's back to the busy lives it's it's harder and you've got to maintain it um but i think from from my point of view with my role there was myself and then the two guys that uh, that I work alongside. So we've got Abby at Hotel Football and Steph at Stock Exchange. Abby, I follow her. So that's, and Stock Exchange is still part of the... So, yeah, so it's still owned um, by Gary as well. Um, so you've got the two hotels, obviously very different, but throughout lockdown, again, like you say, people were online, ready to connect. The three of us decided we weren't just going to sit back and and just simmer into the background. The we were gonna, you. we were gonna do things to try and keep the brand alive, yeah. if you like. So we 
day we climbed Scarfell Pike with that. clients. We, and we you, climbed you Snowdon. You did a tweet with you had Collins, didn't you? You did a picture. That, yes. We did. So we took Collins too. Did we take Collins Snowdonia. to Snowdon? We did take yeah, Collins and to you, Snowdon. You, you tweeted it and then you went viral. Gary retweeted it. Yeah, so we did that and we did take him to Scarfell as well because when we did Scarfell, it was actually Stuart's birthday. So we had a birthday Colin not at the yes, top. Yes, big Stu. So yeah, so we did a birthday Colin at the top for Stuart. Um, so we'd try to do things like that so that we could still be in people's minds but raise money for charity at the same time. So, so yeah, this is, this is what it's all about. And uh, uh, to end the note, uh, we're ending it, Friday is yes. a big night. Friday's a big for night. For me, you and Izzy. Yes. Um, I'm on table next to you. Yes. Table three, table four. Well, it's going to be great. What have you? What have you? Have you planned the night ahead? What are you like? Are you nervous? Are you ready? Is this a celebration? Like you said, uh, we're winners in our own right. Do you know what? I think we need to enjoy it. Yeah, we need to enjoy it. No one's had no fun in the last two years. That's it. We need to enjoy it. I think the fact of being recognised in out of hundreds of nominations to be shortlisted in the categories we have. You True. Know, like I rising star of the year, and you've got the sales. Yeah, sales and BDM of the year, and is his uh, talent and HR? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, talent for, and HR recruiter of the year. So I think to be for us to be shortlisted, and from the from the businesses that we're from as well, you know the the relationship we've got. I think we just need to enjoy it. Enjoy our nights and enjoy ourselves. But just after, I'm see you at the bar. Yes, it has been <laughs> a pleasure. In the hot seat, finally, and Carlos, how have you found it? Very, very good. Would you would you, would you start your own podcast? Maybe, maybe not. Well, I think you should, you know. You're very you? vague, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Would you have a friend? Do you, do you have a lot of friends? Obviously, you're popular. Yes. Do you have a friend that you come... Is it, bring one of your friends one time and start your own podcast? AJ's next. 